I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. G'day, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Potty Magic. Uh, I'm uh, sitting here. I've just filmed the uh, episode with Hayden Ballantyne, and this was such a cool episode for me to uh, record um, because Hayden Ballantyne, I've just got so many actual vivid memories of watching him and watching all the antics that he get up to at Subiaco Oval and uh, you know some of my favorite football memories was uh, from this bloke so it was pretty cool to have him sitting in my fucking garage uh, and uh, recording the episode and asking him all these uh, bits and pieces and he's an absolute ripping fella so it was really great and I can't wait for you to uh, listen to it Um, but uh, just before we get into that I've been loving doing the podcast episodes every week uh, come uh, you know 2023 and I want to continue to do it all the way through. Um, ben, I really want to grow this podcast and be able to get great guests on it every single week and um, you know, make it really attractive for people to come on it, um, share their stories, have a bit of fun with it as well and continue to do it. And how I can do that is with a little bit of help from you guys at home. So if you're listening to it on Apple Music or Spotify, if you could rate the podcast five stars, of course, always five stars. If you could like the episodes, if you could subscribe to my uh, channels on either Apple Music, uh, YouTube or Spotify um, and and uh, just like tell your mates about the episodes uh, of uh, the ones that you've been enjoying and uh, get around the social media clips and that sort of stuff of them. But there are some absolute ripper stories in, in uh, today's episode. Uh, I can't wait for you to listen to it. Please let me know what you think. Just remember to subscribe, like, share, and also rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, but uh, let's get into the uh, episode with Hayden Ballantyne. Let's go. Welcome back to Potty Magic. I am super excited for this episode because my, I grew up, a Freo supporter and some of my core memories uh, being at Subiaco Oval watching this man. Uh, I've got uh, Hayden Ballantyne. Welcome to Potty Magic. Thank you very much for coming on down. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate. So um, played uh, 171 games for Freo um, and you had a very iconic, uh, famous, um, I don't even know what, what, what's another word that you could use to describe <laughs> what you got up to. Um, fun career. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I was out there having fun, playing a game I love playing. So Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things said about me, but I was out there to win games and enjoy myself, and that's what I did. It was very entertaining to watch. I always absolutely loved it. It was so good. And um, sort of like uh, doing a little bit of um, research before doing this, I just went down the YouTube rabbit hole <laughs> and the YouTube clips are <laughs> awesome. Like, they are so good. We'll, we'll get into some uh, specific ones and you can maybe tell me the um, the ins and outs of each one later on, which would be great. Um, but um, just to start on off with just some like, little quick questions just, mm-hmm. to, just to get you in the game. Um, so who did you grow up supporting? West Coast. West Coast. Who's yeah. your favourite player? 
Um, Peter Matera, early mm-hmm. doors, but then when um, they were really flying, your um, cousins Jared Kerr, like they were just unreal to watch. Yeah, yeah really good. Little Phil Matera as well. He was a bit of you know small forward. Um, like watching watching him play. So yeah, West Coast were my team, but that changed pretty quick. When yeah, yeah. And um, at any point, was there like any interest for you to go to West Coast? Like, were you were you that connected with them? That, Not like... that connected, but towards the latter end of my career, yeah. um, there was a opportunity to go to West Coast. So that there was a contract on the table, and um, and yeah, it was it was pretty close to happening. But I'm pretty happy I stayed at Freo, and yeah, it was a one club player. Yeah, my whole career there, and. End up getting life membership, so yeah, that's love pretty it. special as well. Love it. And uh, best goal that you've ever kicked? Is there one that just stands out? Do you win goal of the year one year? Yeah, one goal of the year. Um, oh, best goal. Not really. Probably my first goal, um, we played Carlton. Kicking your first goal, it's, it just gets the monkey off the back. And my first game, we played Collingwood and got absolutely smacked. I think we only hit three goals, four goals for the game. Oof, that's rough. <laughs> and got beat by ten goals. So then, uh, but the second game, um, I kicked my first goal in the first quarter, and um, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. And um, a hardest player that you had to play on was there somebody you just hated to match up on, yeah. or like both, I guess, like <clears throat> skill wise. But then also, was there anyone that was just a real? There's two players from Adelaide, and they're both op- like polar opposites. But the hardest to play on one. First one was Graham Jonkop. Yeah, and he was early. Really, in my Graham Jonkop. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, that goes that goes back a bit. Wow. But he was the hard because he just ran off all the time, and, and he kicked more goals. Was what I did. Yeah. He's meant to be the defender, um, and then the other one, it was just a lockdown defender. Was um, was Luke Brown? Yeah, um, Luke Brown. Yeah, who did he play so for? for Adelaide, both both for Adelaide. Adelaide. Like you wouldn't know, no one would know who he is, but he's someone that all small forwards don't like. Yeah, he just, right. He doesn't want to get a kick. He just stops you getting a kick. Amazing. And, and um, he was he was pretty good at it. That's awesome. And um, so I just want a uh, is this true or not? Uh, I've had. I've reached out to my sort of, you know, people that I've got around just to see if I can find anything about Hayden Valentine. So is it true uh, that you have or had an Australian flag tattoo on your chest and you went <laughs> to go get it lasered but then you went, fuck that, it hurts too it much. Hurts, so, it hurts so now so you've much. got half a half a looking tattoo on your chest. Well, I don't, I've, actually, I've actually had a, had a remodelling done so it's, I've, got a, I've got a proper a half-decent tattoo now. But, yes, I've got a um, on the 2007... Peel Thunder footy trip, I think it was. Yep. Um, few too many, few too many coronas, and yeah, went down and got a tattoo with a mate. <laughs> we uh, regretted yes. it the next day, but um, so yeah. what's covering it now? What have you got? I've got a, I've got a bit going on there. Now, oh, that is a lot yeah, going on. I've got a few couple of ro- three roses for my three girls. So, yeah. Um, that's yeah, a little bit symbolic. Covered it nicely, though. Covered <laughs> nicely, yeah, yeah. So how come that wasn't the first thought of just covering it up? You just well, thought the, you'd go the laser first? Or? It was. Yes, yeah, so I went for the laser and. It, Oh my god, it hurt like, yeah. a lot, and I can deal with a bit, but it's um yeah, I didn't want to get rid of it that much. Yeah, yeah, fair. All right, this is another. Uh, is it true? So this is an actual quote that I got sent. Hayden Manson is an amazing tickler. He can clamp you down and he tick and tickle you all at once. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> that, Mick Barlow? that was Mick Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> so Mick Barlow is the ticklish, most ticklish person you've ever met, and like, I, I could, I was pretty strong, so I could hold him down. Yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't get out of it, and I just. Tickle the shit out of him, and it, it was more funny just listening to him laugh. He's got the <laughs> loudest laugh, and he could. There was nothing he could do about it. So, um, yeah, when I got that look in my eye, I was going to get him. He uh, used to run. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. So it was just particularly Mick Barlow. That mainly that Mick was Barlow. For, mainly yeah, yeah, Mick yeah, Barlow. Yeah. Nick Subin as well. Nick Subin used to crack the shit. Yeah. Uh, there's another. Is it true? Um, so is it true you played a game of footy with a broken jaw? Yep. Uh, well, wow, well, that's full on. Yeah, played a, played a few actually. So I broke my jaw against. Um, Port Adelaide, 2014, and Pavs 300th was the following week. Yep. 
So I said, well, I went in for surgery on the Tuesday and I actually woke up pretty good. Normally, so how did you actually do it in the first place? Uh, just a ground ball. Someone's come in from this way and collected me and, um, yeah, I knew something was wrong because my teeth didn't line up. Yeah. So I knew, I knew it wasn't too good. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, the scan, I just broke one side here and um, went in, had, a, had plates put in and they fixed her up. And normally I wake up pretty bad from anaesthetic, like, Absolutely rat shit. But I woke up pretty good, so I messaged Ross straight away. I said, if I get the swelling down, you're going to let me play. Yeah. And he said, no. I was like, fuck. But then eventually I just said, um, I went train, got ready for training on train. I said, I'm good to go. And he picked me and let me play. So Unreal. Wow. That. And then I broke it again that year into, in the first final, uh, but broke both sides. It was pretty decent and I couldn't get up for the following game. Uh, but it would have been – if we had won that, we would have went to a prelim, which yeah. I was not missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got rolled by, rolled by Port Adelaide, um, yeah, coincidentally, and uh, missed the finals that year. So then just on your injuries as well, so you've got plates in, in your jaw, cheek. What yeah. else have you got? Have you got plates yeah, everywhere got plates, and everywhere? jaw, eye socket, and up here somewhere. Um, uh, just because all... you used to literally, I remember, smother the ball with your head just yeah, about. Yeah. It would just be these head over yeah, times like this. thing sometimes. <laughs> But my my face is pretty much shoulder height to everyone. So yeah. when I come in to tackle them, that's how I did it the second time. Came in to tackle um, a big defender from Sydney, uh, Teddy Richards. Yep, came yep, in yep. to tackle him and it was just bang, shoulder on jaw. And I felt both sides go oh. right back. And that was um, – I, try, I tried to finish the game off, but, yeah, I was struggling by the last quarter. I was yeah, yeah. Oh, that, is, uh, that is full on. Mm. And um, I heard you're also a serial pest off the field as well, and you were the the king of pranks down Frio. <laughs> have you got have you got a list of any of the stuff that you, that you oh, got up to? Kepler Bradley was a favourite to target because he'd lose he'd lose the plot pretty quick. Um, just something as simple as just like you go in the toilet, wash off, and just throw the wet paper towel over the toilet, <sighs> at him and he just just he'd, annoying. He'd yes. pants, <laughs> yeah, he'd have his pants down. He'd come running out chasing you. Um, actually, uh, Anthony Morabito got me in. Rocco O'Brien one day put deep heat in our jocks, <laughs> <laughs> and like obviously, but burnt a fair bit. So we thought we need to stitch him up. So we took his keys, we wrapped his keys. Oh, sorry, we took his keys <laughs> and took his car up to the um, up to the high rise in Freya High Rise yeah, car yeah, park, yeah. parked in there, came back and then wrapped his keys in about six rolls of of um, wrapping tape for like ankle tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then left the parking ticket on it. Oh, so, no. And just said, good luck, son. <laughs> and it, took him, it took about four hours after training to go find his car. Oh, no. And was there any retaliation from no, that? No, or that no, was that, was that one they're called that, even? That was it. Because he knew if he did something, it was coming again. Worse, so <laughs> I just scared everyone else in the club, too. That's so good. Um, so, <clears> like, going into uh, your football career, I guess let's go right back to the start and we'll sort of work our way forward. Uh, if you think of any stories in between, stop me, go on any tangent yep. you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, right from the start, who'd you, uh, who sort of got you into playing football? you to start on off with was it um you know your family were they right into it or was no nah, no my dad's my dad's a trainer and yeah. like none of my uncles were really into football nothing like that um just one day I just started I just got a football for Christmas I think it was and or a birthday and just just handled it well and was pretty good at it and just it took off from there played I was yeah. kick I was always pretty good in juniors, but I was always the smallest on the field. Hence yep. why I always wore number one. Cause, gotcha, because you know, that, was, that the, was the smallest the jumper. smallest jumper, yeah, yeah. So I was always number one and, um, yeah, I just I was, I was all right during juniors and that. And uh, it wasn't until I was probably 13, 14 where it was pretty clear I was I was like, better than most of the guys in, yeah. in the junior, junior teams. And, and who did you play juniors for? Feld, uh, Feld Ivers. Feld yeah. Ivers, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, went on to Peel Thunder and played – 
played Colts when I was 16, 17, 18. Yep. And then, um, and then yeah, 18, I nominated for the draft, played State 18, did all that, and had an okay carnival, 18's carnival. Um, had one really good game, had 30-odd and kicked a goal, and I thought I'd be a chance to get rookie listed at least. They missed out on that year, and that was pretty – Pretty shattering, really, yeah. like because I was. Um, I guess probably at that period of time as well. It's probably it was less common for you to get picked up when you were a, a little bit older. Sort of like when you were seventeen, eighteen, and yeah. that was kind of the, where, the window. Yeah, wasn't it? where I was, I was um, eighteen at the time, and um, thinking I was a good chance. And yeah, my name never got called out, so that was pretty shattering. But I didn't. My dad said either suck about it and quit, or get back on the horse and get into it. So that's yeah. what I did, and I played another three years of waffle footy, um, trying to get drafted, and. Um, First two years was midfield, playing midfield where I had always played. Yeah. And was playing pretty good footy, like getting good numbers and kicking goals here and there, but never to enough to catch attention really. So uh, my third year, Chris Waterman said, go play small forward, see what you can run amok down there and see what you can do. And ended up having a really good year, kicked 76 goals and won the Sandover and that actually Unreal. caught some notice of a few recruiters. And um, yeah, I had a... Had four clubs that said they were going to pick me, and for uh, were the ones that called my name out. Amazing. So, who were the other clubs that were maybe so showed interest? I had um, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide, and West Coast were the others that yep. were pretty keen. And um, Hawthorne had seventeen. They said they're going to take. They um, obviously didn't. Um, West Coast had twenty. They took Tom Swift. Freo had twenty-one. Took yep. me, and twenty-four was Port, who said they were going to take me as well. So unreal. It was going to be one of those, and um, yeah, luckily I got to stay in my home state. So good. And uh, you. Was that obviously the option that you were maybe wanting to? Were you preferring either West Coast or Freo at the time just because you wanted to stay here or you didn't really mind? Or? Oh, pff, oh, no offence to Port, but I don't really want to go to Adelaide. Yeah, it's not, nah. not, a whole, <laughs> not, a whole, not a whole lot going on over there. Um, Melbourne would have been great. Like, I would have loved to have moved to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and especially for a team like a, like a Hawthorne. Um, but, yeah, um, I was so happy to stay in my home state and um, and – even though I was a West Coast supporter, I still followed Fremantle and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to stay in WA was was unbelievable. And yeah, I got to play a lot of footy in a team that I ended up loving. Yeah, love it. And uh, who was the coach at the time for Fremantle? So Mark Harvey was the coach, and um, that would have been sort of towards the the last couple of seasons that he was there. Though, yeah, hey? so he was my coach for nine, ten, and eleven. Yep. Um, it's funny before the draft day, the week, it was the week before Peel Thunder had a um, had like a corporate lunch thing and. Um, Mark Harvey was invited in the West Coast. I think it might have been John Worsfold was invited. And Mark was on my table and we just got chatting and he just said, oh, where, where are you going next weekend, like in the draft? Yeah. I said, oh, not sure. We're thinking about metros, but I'm not 100% where, where, <laughs> we're, go, where we're going yet. <laughs> and his face just dropped. Like, oh, I might have fucked up. <laughs> and then he pissed himself laughing and then to keep, he tells the story to this day. That oh, that's... He's iconic. Cricks that he's going to Metro's next week. And did you go to and, Metro's after you yeah, got drafted? Uh, yeah. I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> that was the place to be at the time. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, when did you get your first game? How long did it – sorry, before that as well, your relationship with Mike Harvey, good? Really good, yeah. Yep. Really good, yeah. So he was um, he was my um, individual coach as well. So after games, I go review my game. Pretty handy to have him. the head coach yeah. as the individual coach. Yeah, and, he, and he, he, he basically gave me a bit of a licence to – Get out there and play. Yeah. Don't worry. Not, no rules. You get the ball. You do what you got to do. And um, as a, you know, pretty cocky small forward, that was just a license to run a mark and played some really good footy under him um, but didn't have that, um, I suppose, discipline to do the other team things, yep. which is what Ross really instilled in me. But, yeah, I loved, loved every minute playing under halves and we had some really good wins and we had some really, really big losses as well. Mm. But, um, 
yeah, it was it was really good playing on him. And still mates with him now, like still trying to get him to buy a share in a horse. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> I've I've heard he's a real like uh, players coach. He is. He's, yeah. he's he's one of the boys basically. Yeah. Re- really good coach. Really good one on one. Good to just sit down and have a chat with. He was um, yeah, and he like. He'd come over to Big Aaron's and have a beer with us after games and yeah, stuff like that. So it was, um, yeah, he was someone I got, on, got along with really well. Great. And um, your first game, <clears throat> how did that come about? How did you hear about it? What was it like? Yeah, so coming into the club, I actually, I'd been playing with a broken wrist. I didn't know. Like, I knew it, it didn't flex like it probably should have. Yeah. But I'd been playing a couple of years with Sounds it. Sounds like it's a recurring theme. It is you're a playing, bit, yeah. You're playing <laughs> yeah. with stuff that's broken or yeah. not supposed to be played on. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had it. So basically I had to have an operation straight away. So yeah. I missed the first, missed all the pre-season, most of the pre-season and I uh, missed the first eight games. I was meant to play round nine. Mm. And, um, yeah, went over, flew over to Adelaide. We're playing Adelaide. And in the warm-up, uh, <laughs> I'm doing just, this, just light tackling with Clayton Hinckley and I popped his shoulder out. Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> One man down. And then literally the next drill, I've done my hamstring. So, oh. so our reserves come and now now we need another bloke flown over from WA because oh my God. I've just stitched the stuff and broke someone's shoulder and then did my hamstring. So yeah. I missed out on playing uh, my first game against um, against Adelaide and Sonny Walters flew over, made his debut instead. Unreal. So he still owes me a beer for that. <laughs> and then so I had, to, I had to rehab my hamstring, got that back and then played a few weeks later against Collingwood over at the MCG in, in front of – What a spot yeah, that is. Holy it was, shit. It was decent. It was decent. 60,000, 70,000 people and they're feral. Oh, yeah. My dad and little brother went flew over and my little brother was shitting himself. Like they were – because they had Frio stuff on, they were just going. Oh, them. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got my first play of the game. The ball's been kicked into our forward line. I've, and um, what's their captain's name? Nick Maxwell. Mm. Back, back. He was like, you know, that roll off defender. And I was right in front of him. I thought, oh, if he's going to mark it, I might as well make him earn it. And just <laughs> ran through him. I got reported before I even got a possession. <laughs> Did you really? So I, uh, oh yeah, it, was a good, it was a good introduction. Um, didn't kick a goal that game, but yeah, took took a lot out of it. I had to play on um, Harry O'Brien. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Whatever his name is now. Yeah. Uh, I had to play on him and. He was All-Australian defender that year, so he taught me a thing or two on yeah, um, yeah, yeah. where to go and what not to do. Unreal. And um, uh, then from, I guess, how many seasons did you have, Mike Harvey, before? You had two, three seasons. Three seasons him. under him, yep. yeah. And then uh, Ross the Boss rocks up. Yep. And then what was what was that like? What was the change like in the team and I guess also your own role and you touched on it before that I guess it was, you know, you're picking up more of a role for the team rather yep. than just going out there and playing? Yeah, so I'd... Have, I'd didn't even know that, you know, that all went down. Harv's got the sack and Ross was straight. They'd already been talking to Ross. Yeah. And um, I actually had a, had a voicemail on my phone from a random number, listened to it, and there's this real loud, boisterous kind of bloke, G'day, Ballas, Ross here. And this is da da da. Just want to introduce <laughs> myself, catch up, and um, have a chat. And I was like, well, better call him back. He's a new boss. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just hit it off. Like, he's, he's similar to Harv's, like, real, real, um, real man's man. No bullshit about him at yep. all. What you see is what you get. Mm. Um, and someone, yeah, someone who will back – if you do the right thing by him, he'll back you in 100%, which mm. is – I think that's why we got on really well. Um, and, yeah, basically it wasn't – he wasn't a shock to the system, I wouldn't have thought. He, he, he just progressively got harder and harder on us yep. as we developed a – being able to take, take his aggression and his, um, his forcefulness, I suppose, is because he was 
very forceful in the way he's got his message across. And I guess it's probably also as you <clears> develop <throat> as a team, the um, the standards they rise and rise and, and rise, yeah, don't they? And that's what he instilled standards. This is this is the standards that the players have set, and he held us to those standards. So mm. there was nothing we weren't. We weren't aware was going to be there. We weren't. We didn't want to happen to us. So once we set that standard, if we slipped, fucking look out! You, yeah. you copped it, and um, and that really brought me on as a player. I think like I could always play. I could always kick goals. Like I kicked some good bags of goals and done some good things. But it was a bit inconsistent. Where he's come in and just give us a good kick in the ass that we probably needed to be honest mm. to play this consistent footy. And we'd win some games by ten goals, but then the following week lose by ten. It, he just. He took that massive swing out. It was just like this. The swing went from massive fluctuations to just a little bit. Either yep. our worst game wasn't too far away from our best game. Yeah, yeah. So that really took us forward very quickly to – well, we played – his first year we played finals. Mm. We went from being uh, – I think we finished 10th in 2011 to finishing in the 6th or 7th and playing finals in 2012 and getting a taste of what finals is like. Yeah, that's a big turnaround. Massive, yeah, yeah huge, massive. Yeah. And we beat te- we beat Geelong, I think, I think three times that year, mm-hmm. and that's like they just won the premiership. Yeah, um, and Geelong always had a target on their back for me because they were the best team. Yeah, and I love playing against the best because you know you want to match yourself up against them and and test yourself out. And I I used to love when we were playing Geelong because I'd get right up for there's, it. Uh, I was going to say, there's a few uh, points in the next little yeah. bit that we'll go into yeah. of the YouTube rabbit hole that are you versus Geelong, you versus <laughs> everyone there. So um, when, before we get to that, um, was there like a point that Ross like sat down with you and went, all right, cool, this is what you're going to be doing for me, Ballas, or anything specific like that? Or is it more so directed at the whole team and that's just how you sort of fitted in as the team? Um, I don't specifically remember him, him sitting me down and telling me what to do. He... He said, um, "Defense starts from the tack. So if we if we're pressuring and doing what we need to do as a small forward line, we'll turn it over in our forward half. And what do we get? We get more shots on goal. You turn it over inside our fifty. We get a handball. We get a kick. We get a spot up. We have another shot on goal. So that was that was where it started for us. And like, I used to love chasing tack and blows. Like that was my thing. Yeah, yeah. hitting and hurting them. That yeah. was I, I loved it." <laughs> But then when he real when he used to reward us like after a game our clips of what the game was like wasn't the goals or wasn't wasn't the big marks and stuff like that it was the chases the tackles the ground balls he loved a ground ball just loved the yeah, hard loved stuff loved the hard yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, so yeah. I always featured in it and Lee Spur always featured in because Lee Spur he's, he's a bit mental as well <laughs> just head down us up just head over the ball and getting getting the getting the hard stuff done I suppose yeah yeah and that's when you get when you get a bit of a pat on the back for doing those things you want more. Yeah, you want to you crave righto. I want to be known as the bloke who's doing the team things and chasing and doing yeah. the hard stuff, and um and yeah that that was our um that was our trademark was was the hard things and I yeah loved it. Yeah, and uh, you <clears throat> you just said you were given a lot of appreciation from Ross. Did you get any Ross sprays? Because every, oh, yeah. everyone that I've spoken to has got at least one or two yeah. iconic sprays from him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not a lot, but. If if it was if it was there to give, he he knew how to give it. Um, I'll never forget one. We're playing Gold Coast, who were like they were pretty new into the competition. They were pretty average, and mm. they were they were nearly beating us. This is when we were, it was 2013, like our, our grand final year. Yeah, and he um, I can't remember what I did. I've, I've marked the ball or I've picked up the ball and I've kicked it across their goal line, and it nearly got. It didn't actually get intercepted, but it nearly got intercepted. Anyway, Luke McFarlane's tied it up and we've gone out. And I've got dragged off. I'm like, fuck, 
right, I've jogged off and I'm on the phone. <laughs> Get your fucking head out your ass. And what are you doing doing those cross cross goal kicks? I'm like, geez, I'm, I hit the target. It was just, it was very fast. I didn't realize this bloke how fast he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was probably one of the bigger ones I got just from a cross kick that it wasn't, it's not in our game plan to do that. But I seen the opportunity and took it and left foot kicks inside the corridor, hated those, oh, which yeah, I used to no, do quite no, no. a bit. Most of the time they came off, but if you missed one, look out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was – and but it was always – he was nine, 95% of the time he was right. Mm-hmm. If he saw something and you cop the spray, there was a reason for it. And even in review you see, like, yeah, I stuffed up. Yeah. There was only, there was only one time um, – I can't – he apologised once to someone. I can't remember who it was. He goes, <laughs> yep, my bad. Sorry. You copped it well though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't um, he doesn't stuff up too many times. Yeah, nice. And um, when um, I guess your career was so iconic because if you're a Freer supporter, you loved Hayden Ballantyne. But if you weren't a Freer supporter, you kind of hated to play against Hayden Ballantyne. Yeah. How did you deal with that when you go into another you know team's um, uh, stadium and the whole every time you get the ball, you're getting booed or you're getting arced up or you know the way, the way I saw it, it's just noise really. Like yeah, the, yeah. it could be noise for us or against us. It's just it's just noise, and I never I never could never actually individually hear what people were saying, or very rarely anyway. Um, but I, the way I saw it, if they were booing me, obviously I was doing my job pretty well. It would it arc you up? Not arc me up, but I just I I loved it. It was water <laughs> off the duck's back for me. I, yeah. I actually enjoyed it because I knew if I'm if they're going me, then clearly I'm getting under their skin. I'm doing my job. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing good and I'm doing doing what I need to do for the team. But yeah, I've never, I've never really, no one's ever actually had a go at me personally, like a lot of keyboard warriors and stuff like that, but no mm. one's ever had a go. The, I actually get more, you're a prick, but I love you on my team. I actually get quite a bit of that, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, which yeah. is kind of a, a nice thing. But um, It's sort of like a backhanded one. Yeah, it's like, it's like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're a dick, but I like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the only time I ever heard someone say something, it wasn't directed at me actually, it was directed at Aaron. Um, yeah. We're playing, we're playing Bulldogs and um, – Oops, sorry, mate. And we're, 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 we're winning. We're, this is when we're going good. And we'll, um, we're on the sideline. We both ran off together, got a drink bottle, and um, – Walking up and some bloke in Bulldogs cheer squad yell out, hey, hey, Lurch, sit down, we can't see. <laughs> and I've looked up at him and I've just tried my hardest not to laugh. So I just burst out, <laughs> I burst out laughing. <laughs> and he just he practiced his He didn't talk to the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, that is good. Yeah, I bet he would have been loving it, the bloke that shouted oh, yeah. out. I got him. Yeah. Got him really he got me. Like, he got me. He took me off. He took, got my concentration out. <laughs> and now the clips that I've found, uh, so we'll go through a few of them. So there was one clip. You might have to remind me what year it is, but it was pretty much Hayden Ballantyne versus Carlton. And it was just spot fires everywhere. You and Andrew Walker and you're getting free kicks, they're getting free. It was just going off. Tell me about that game. Yeah, I remember that. Me and Sonny had a field day that day. I reckon we kicked six or seven between us. Yeah, so we, yeah, had, we yeah. had a really good day. And um, Carlton were a team, if you, if, you went, if you just let them play their game, they'd beat you. But if you went at them and like, tried to intimidate them and rattle them, They'd, you'd get them off their game quite well, and, and it's a it's a pretty comfortable win then. Yeah, particularly their their defenders. So I used to have Walker and Sonny used to have um, I can't remember like who used to t- who used to um, follow Sonny around, but we would cross over each other and just bump bump our opposition players, and like they hated playing against us because we, we were going good. And yeah, um, I can't remember what happened, but they stuffed up, and I just oh Walker, that's right, I tackled him, I got him holding the ball. Yeah, yeah, and um. 
And then, yeah, I just gave him a little rib tickler and I said, you're not that, you're not that fast, mate. <laughs> keep the goal. And that was it. It was just on after that. And I just, like, same thing. You just keep going at him and going at him. And yeah, it just yeah. rattles them. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, you got to have a bit, fair bit of mental toughness to deal with that all game. Most definitely, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're two little Jack Russells biting ankles. All yeah, game. definitely. And was there anything in particular that you would go, all right, cool. Uh, was there any, you know, tricks of the trade, I guess, that you'd be doing to them? Or was it just kind of this is just how you played that <laughs> yeah. just came natural to you? Because I, um, I had Ryan Crowley on uh, a little while back and he was saying that sort of all that stuff for him was actually quite like um, manufactured to start mm. off with. It didn't really come natural. Does that come real natural to you, that annoying pest side? Uh, or? No. <laughs> I, th- I, th- oh, I don't suppose it comes natural, but it's something that – it's actually you got to be pretty mentally tough to go out and be a prick for two hours of oh, a game. Definitely. Like you got yeah, two, yeah, it's exhausting. But <laughs> I, it's, it's exhausting for them. It's exhausting for me because yeah, you just yeah. got to focus in on thinking – Right, he's the best defender there is. I'm into him all game. Yeah, and I'll catch myself napping sometimes. Think, oh, I'll go up and just give him one. Just in the so Stevie Baker, who used to play on me quite a bit for Saints, yeah. he was nasty. Like, yeah. He was a real yeah. nasty piece of work. And I love, I love this. <laughs> I love playing against him because I'd learn a bit from him. Yeah, he used yeah, to yeah. punch me in the back of the arm here, and I had to ice my elbows after games because I just couldn't feel my hands. Really? Because he would just hit me all game and all game, and he pushed me and like poked me in the throat and stepped my toes and. Little spot there just above your knee, you punch it, you can't feel your leg. <laughs> so I just thought, yeah. I just thought, um, if that's what he's, and that's when St. Kilda were flying as well. So yeah. I thought, well, if that's what the best do, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to so do. I and you go, took, thanks very much for yeah, that one. Yeah, Pop that one in the, yeah, uh, yeah. in the book. Anyway, I'll see you next time. After the first game, he did it to me. The next game, before the first bounce, I went up and punched him behind the elbow. <laughs> And he goes, oh, you like that, don't you? <laughs> and then he just did it more and more and more. Like, oh, I fucked up now, <laughs> But, yeah, he's, he's, um, he was a tough little bastard player. And I hit him one day as hard. Like, in a fair bump, I hit him as hard as I could and I heard the wind come out of his lungs. Yeah. And he still got up and chased me. And all I could, oh, the whole way. Like, he was that winded and he still kept chasing me. Like, he was... He was on the toughest blokes I've ever played. Oh, on. that's full of it. That is so good that you're learn, learning, from, yeah, learning yeah. from him. Yeah, but then – and it's the same thing. Like obviously, the best players out there, if you if you can get under their skin and get them off their game, like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Take them away from – I want to win a game. If he's going to help them win a game, I'm going to take him out of it. Just a quick little break in the podcast just to remind you, if you haven't done it so far, to subscribe, to like, uh, share, and also rate it a five stars, uh, the Potty Magic podcast on either Spotify, Apple Music, or YouTube, or whatever that you're listening to it on. It really does go a massive long way for me to uh, continue to do the podcast, keeping it free, getting great guests on, and um, I just really appreciate it, to be perfectly honest. But let's get it right up in the charts this year. Keep an episode coming out each week, and just remember to, again, like, subscribe, share, and also rate the podcast a bloody five stars. Love you, wait. Let's get back to Hayden. The next one I want to ask you about, uh, Matthew Scarlett. That one. Terry, can you run me through that game? Um, well, it actually started a couple of years before. 2009, first time I played Geelong was down in Geelong. Yeah. And they they won the flag that year, 2009, and they were flying. And um, we actually played pretty good for the first half. Like, we weren't – we could have even been up in the first half. Mm. And then the second half, they ran away with it. Ended up beating, beating us pretty convincingly. But I'll never forget one of the only regrets I had in footy. Maddie Scarlett, um, I was probably 50 metres away, and I seen Pav was backing back to take a mark, and Maddie Scarlett jumped and stuck his knee in his back. Yeah. And I uh, just completely wiped out Pav, and then got over him and like said a few words. And I, 
didn't go over and remonstrate and that's the one thing I regret <laughs> not doing it because I thought, oh, that's my captain. I should have gone over and done that. Yeah. But then I, I, love just that that, I love that that is the, the thing that you regret most is I should have got the guy. Not oh, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have bothered that time. Yeah, yeah. I should have got him I that one. Got over, yeah, I should have gone over and done something. But then I thought, well, if that's they're the best and we want to be the best, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm, they've got a big target. Geelong themselves have a big target on their back now. And from then on, I just went out of my way to go at Maddie Scarlett, Corey Enright, Stevie. Oh, they had a lot of stars. Yeah, but their yeah, best yeah. players just go after them. And, um, and they, were, they were also like pretty like, you know, they, oh, like, yeah, they, they liked the niggle and, and that. Nasty. And, yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. tough and nasty. And um, anyway, the game that you're talking about, um, we had a first-year player. his first game, chase Matty Scarlett down, holding the ball, bang, goal. And um, first, first or second quarter it was. And we're up and about. Like, we're we're going to win this game. And I just got up in his face and I said, you six All-Australians count for fuck all now, mate. <laughs> Whack. And he's, and he's giving me one. And he actually didn't hit me that hard. I'm like, shit, he just hit me. So I threw my head back, made sure I got the free kick. And then, bang, we kick another goal. And then I've gone at, gone at him again. But then Chapman's come over and doing this. And I'm like, all right, we're, we're, we're on here. Like, yeah, yeah, in. yeah. And, um, yeah, ironically, I kicked the last goal of the game that put us, like, you know, it's you know out of reach of them. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, that was one of the – one of the better feelings going around because um, they were the they were the best team and we wanted to beat them and from then on the rivalry between us and Geelong was was huge yeah like, I'd always remember watching the Geelong games and it was just the the heat it was, and the it pressure was finals, was on like, there. it was yeah, finals yeah. like atmosphere every game and they were they were big and strong and very very well drilled and um, that's where we wanted to get to so yeah I loved loved every minute playing against them and but in the same sense. As much as I went at them, I did have a lot of respect for them because they were they're an outstanding the best, yeah. team. They were the best, and um, yeah, that but that respect you know diminished a bit when you go over the go over that white line. Yeah, definitely. And were you playing in that game versus Geelong in in Geelong where Frio won, and it was a, it was a fi- was it a final? final yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, that was so th- what year was that? That was 2013, our grand yeah. final year as well. And um, what a game that was! That, that was, was unbelievable. Like, oh. And I, like our, my specific, so Corey Enright was all Australian um, back pocket that year, and gun like getting 30 possessions off half back, yeah, just setting them up from the back line. So my role was to take him out of the game. So I was to go stand in the corridor all game and wave my hands, kick to me, kick to me. So he had to pay attention to me, not um, not where the ball was. Yeah, and he he did barely touch the ball. I only kicked one or two goals, but. He barely touched the ball. and um, But I remember that goal you talk about, Stephen Hill, when he yes. really kicked that goal. I was actually free in the 50. I'm like, kick me the ball. I've only had eight kicks for the game. Give me a kick. But I'm so glad he didn't because like, that, that, was, that was massive pressure. And he just it went, couldn't have gone any more oh, through the middle. So good. And the celebration after that was, um, was yeah, pretty intense. Well, we're, going, we're on here, boys. Yeah, this we're is on. It. So then it. we played in the prelim against Sydney. Which was that's the best game I've been involved in. Yeah, to put us into the grand final. The uh, I was at that game as well. I was sitting. Uh, we were second row, directly in the middle of the ground, mm. and the noise of the yeah. crowd. Yeah. Like I feel like for some reason, going to a game now at Optus, the the noise like somehow isn't as big as what it was. It's not at, as intense for some reason. Like, yeah, like yeah. Only, you can only get thirty or forty thousand people into Subi. Yeah. But, it was intense. Yeah, like the noise. And was I feel incredible. like the echo would just yeah. bounce around everywhere. Like when when you, I I just remember 
when you're about to tackle someone or you're about to kick a goal or you're about to get tackled, the noise, you just yeah, you could, yeah, you yeah. Could feel it coming yeah, through. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. very intense. That was, I love playing at Subi. That was, that was definitely my favourite ground. Yeah, no, nah, Subi, there was some good mm. memories of Subi with the Subi burgers. Yeah, there. yeah. Oh, they <laughs> were no good, those. And, yeah, well, watching, watching you just run amok. Uh, and while we're on Geelong still as well, I had Cam McCarthy on – um, a little while back, and he told a story about you were playing Geelong one day. Is the, is the story true? So how it goes from memory was um, uh, I think you sh- – did you shrug – you shrugged one of the Selwood boys off? No, no. So I, yeah, I remember it pretty well. I've, um, it was my first game back. I did my hammy in the preseason, like real, a bad tear. I tore my tendon off the bone. Yeah. Anyway, rehabbed it back, and um, it was my first game back. So I'm pumped. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fire in the belly. And the ball's come in first first five minutes. First, I think it was the first play of the game. And I've come steaming through, ground ball, picked it up. Just excited to be there. Yeah, excited to be there. <laughs> and then I've, I've kind of like gone to dodge and Joel Selwood was there and he's coming to tackle me. And my head has hit his head and knocked him clean out. Like he was asleep before and he it takes a bit to yeah, yeah. knock the Selwoods out. And somehow I got the free kick for head high contact. So Fantastic. Like, Beautiful, no worries. And – um. His brother Scott Selwood. He was. Um, he he said he didn't say. I don't know what he said. Uh, I said, "Careful, mate. I'm knocking Selwoods out today. <laughs> don't don't get in my way." And, um, and I thought about it. So it's probably not the uh, right, oh, that right is thing so to say. Good. But, you know, fuck it. I was out there. But you know what? It's true. It's yeah. just what was happening on the day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, one down, one to go. That's so good. Uh, and uh, you were obviously real good on the yap. I hear. Who else? that you played against was, you know, matching you for that, sort of the trash talk and stuff. Um, Andrew Mackey from, from Geelong, yeah, he yeah. was – yeah, he Did was he good. get you on a headlock or something one game? Yeah, so the, the Pavs 300th when I had the broken jaw, yeah. like he, they obviously knew it. It was, it was still a bit puffy. They knew I had the broken jaw. And he tackled me – actually, I tackled him. I've tackled him, and um, but he had the ball and it was around my head type thing. And he, we're on the ground and he's got my head there and he's just squeezed and my jaw clicked and I thought oh. like, it felt like it broke again and I, I wanted to kill him. Someone else someone else dragged him off and had a go at him, but, yeah, that, that hurt quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you, you're a part of like some real like successful teams along the way. Um, 2013 made the grand final, 2015 right at the top of the ladder. Um, tell us about like the 2013 season. How was that to be a part of? Yeah, that was <sighs> – that was a, just a stepping stone, I think. Even though we made the grand final, that wasn't our best year. 14, I mm. think, was our best year. What cost us was injuries um, towards the back end of the year. like um, Of 13 or 14? Of 14, 14 yeah. yeah. 14, uh, 13, sorry, was, was amazing. Like We got on a run. We were, we were one of the hardest teams to play against. And we were, like, at home, we were just about unbeatable. And, um, and then, obviously, going into the grand final, never done it before. First taste of... Um, the MC, a grand final, the MCG. I'd never be, been to a grand final before. Mm. So it was a bit, um, yeah, it was a, it was a massive. You're just kind of taking it in at the same time as yeah, that you're at, supposed to be. And we're actually performing. doing it and knowing that the whole country's watching was, mm. uh, it was pretty intense. But that was, I thought that set us up for 2014, which I think was by far our best year. We were just, we were on a mission that year, having lost it and knowing we want to get back there. We were on a mission. But, Towards the back end of the year, a few injuries started coming in. Luke McFarlane, calf. Mm. Michael Johnson, calf. I broke my jaw. Um, there was quite a few of these smaller injuries that came into it that just just derailed us a little bit um, in a, into a season where I think we could have won a grand final. And, um, you know, Fifey was – personally for me, watching watching Fifey play, I thought that was his best year. Like he was 
rolling off half back, taking all these massive intercept marks and setting us up from half back. And he'd take a mark, give it off, and bang, we were gone. And it was it was just a the way our defenders played and our midfield gelled and our forward line was like we didn't really have any super key forwards. Like Pav, even though he was one of the greatest forwards going around, he was our only real proper key Big target. Forward. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was just our system was just very very good and um it was it was pretty cool to walk down the race and just thinking we're gonna fuck these blokes up today knowing yeah. knowing we were really good and we knew exactly what each other were going to do. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I guess obviously the, um, the the feeling of that loss from that grand final, you touched on just before, the team came back real energised to yeah. hit that next year. Yeah. That, How did yeah. you personally handle that as well? Yeah, I, I had a pretty poor grand final and Ross never gave me a spray, but he actually said to me I didn't do the basics well. And that really that hurt like that because um, I pride myself on playing really well all the time. And um, – when he said that, I thought, righto, how do I fix that? And I put three things down that I do every game. Keep my feet, first option, clean hands. And if I did those three things, I'd, I'd play well. And um, Peter Sumich was my individual coach. Mm-hmm. and he, he just enforced those three things every game. Do those three things and you'd be right. And I ended up all Australian that year kicking 50 goals or something and having a good year. So it was um, – even though it hurt that 13 grand final, it gave me that – Real burn to to come out and, and play better. Yeah, and then um, so fourteen uh, missed out, and then fifteen was also a, a looking like a very successful year as well. Yeah. Um, how did you see your own year? How did you see the team's year? And sort of what was the feeling? I guess after that all kind of ended the way that it did. Yeah. So that yeah, we started like a house on fire. The first, mm. I think we I think we won our first eight games or nine games. Yeah, or I think it was nine nine yeah. zip. I think. Yeah, or we something. we were flying, and um, I didn't have a great start to the year. I think I got I got suspended. Um. Against Geelong for an accident. Wow, to be expected. For an accidental bump like that. How do you get suspended for an accident? So I remember because I come in. It was I'll, definitely on purpose. I've <laughs> come in to crumb the ball and then Harry O'Brien, Harry, um, Harry Taylor has just popped out of nowhere. So I've got, I actually got the ball and then I turned and just collected him and knocked him out. And um, he got carried off and then came back on and finished the game. So I don't know how. Actually knocked out he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two weeks for it, so that wasn't great. And then um, we're playing Carlton, and I've gone to tackle someone, and as I as I picked them up, I heard this I heard this noise. And I thought I've got this, I've done something. This guy mm. dumped him in the ground, and I've gone to get up, and I couldn't I couldn't move my arm, and I tore my pec off the bone. Oh. So I've ran off. I've ran, and the noise I heard was my my pec ripping off. Yeah. So um, I've ran off the ground and had done all the tests, and then I took my shirt off and. My, it's just hanging. Yeah. No, it's just hanging down. Yeah. Like, there's nothing oh, wow. here. It's all hanging down here. So I strapped it up and I went out and ran around like a headless took for another quarter and then they, um, yeah, bin me and subbed me off. Had surgery and then came back for the um, for the first final against Sydney. That was that was the next game and we won that. But you could already feel our season was slipping away. Like we, I think we tried to chase. We tried to play too perfectly. Like, it's, it's not a perfect game. You're going to stuff up. But we were trying to play too perfect and it ended up – I think that ended up costing us in the end because, yeah. Um, yeah, what we'd, what we'd really um, played what, – what, what our game style was about was hard work, not this pretty type of footy. It was, it was hard work, getting down and dirty, and that's what got the job done. And we kind of went away from that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, from 2015, did you realise that that was kind of the window that was kind of closing with the with the guys and the team and um, I guess maybe getting past 
some of the better players' best years. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So um, we go from finishing top of the ladder 15 to yeah. being down down the bottom in 16. And um, a lot of players left in 16, either forced or retired. Um, you know, and it was the backbone of the club, really. You know, mm. your Michael Barlow's, your Matty DeBoer's. Tendai Mzungu, Alex Silvani. All the tough, all the tough like, guys. The yeah. guys who were first picked every week. Not yeah. all, not necessarily our best guys, but our first pick guys because yeah. they were going to do the job every week. Like Matt DeBoer, he was, he was someone, like not a great kick, but just I want him on the team all the time because you know he gives everything he's going to give. Yeah. So when those kind of guys go, a bit of the culture and a bit of the presence around the club goes as well. And when we get all these young kids in trying to, trying to, push that into them, sometimes a bit of backlash. Like yeah, yeah, of course. We're going from this hardened team to a couple of young guys who don't really take that that on board too well, that that um, ferociousness. So. It's probably not also something that is going to come for everyone as well. No. It's It's like a very um, – it's like a real characteristic probably or a personality – like a, yeah. a football personality trait rather than – and when Ross first Ross first learn. got there, we were a bit of an older list as well. Like yeah. we we'd played a fair bit of footy together and, um, and then – when a few, well, a lot of younger guys get drafted and they get hit with this ferociousness, it's like, whoa, what's yeah, going on yeah. here? So it took a while um, to get that mentality back, I suppose. But um, yeah, that that was that was kind of the beginning of the end. That's 2016. Then we really we really slid down quite a quite a bit from there. Yep. And then, uh, what year was your last year? Uh, Nineteen was 19. my last year. Yeah. And um, uh, how did that all sort of come about? Was that um, uh, were you, were you offered a contract or it was that no, was sort I, of... So I kind of knew that was probably going to be my last year. Like yeah. I felt good coming into the season and then round one, um, I was going running around, felt really well and then did a hamstring. Like yeah. Just a little one, little little grade one. And I'm like, it's only round one. Yeah. I'm doing a hammy round one. It's not looking good. No. Um, but then I'd had ankle, I had an ankle injury the year before. Um, like did the syndesmosis and that's yeah. pretty painful. And like agility was starting to go, so you know the body was kind of falling apart. It was telling me the end was near, so um, I kind of wasn't really expecting another contract anyway. Yep. And then um, yeah, 2019, Aaron also retired, and we got to play our last game together, which was yeah pretty pretty cool to go out with. And it was up on your up on your shoulders. Remember that one? Yeah. Well, I was up on his. In the game, and then later that night, we full of <laughs> full of piss and bad manners. He was on my shoulders. Yes, did, yes. Did, <laughs> need to see the car the next day. Yeah, no, yeah. no footy next week, <laughs> no. anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more little break, please. If you haven't already, like, subscribed, and rated the podcast on either Spotify, Apple Music. Bloody get into it. Uh, I won't ask too many more times throughout the podcast, but it really does go a huge long way, and I would appreciate it so so much if uh, if you wouldn't mind rating it a five star. Um, um, dropping it a like, uh, share it around to your mates and also subscribe to uh, all of my channels there. But uh, back to the episode, here we go. And uh, upon reflection of uh, your career now, you happy with your career? Um, minus yeah. any regrets minus not nailing Matthew Scarlett? The only regrets, like I said, I played with everything I had every week. So I don't – that's where the regrets come in, that there was one – another game – no one else would have seen it, but I give up on a chase. And yeah. I'm like, that, that that's not me. And I was filthy on myself. It was in 2017, we playing GWS. And I remember it like it was yesterday because it's something I never did. I never give up. And I remember giving up on the chase. And I, I probably wouldn't have got him, but I might have got pressure on to unsteady his kick or something like that. And which I was, was just, like your game. That's which what was you me, yeah, yeah. that's and, and I just got filthy on myself. And I, I 
for the rest of my career, I never did it, which is probably why I did more hammies. But it was, um, yeah, things like that I regret, not giving everything every time. Um, you know, I miss a goal. It's not intentional. I just mm. miss the goal. I'll, and then I'll practice to have 200 shots the next week at training just to make sure I try not miss the next one. So, um, yeah, more the, more the thing, the giving up side of stuff. If there, was, there wasn't many times I did it, but those times I, I remember the two or three very, very specifically. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's like, you know, like you said, that was your game. So, like, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's that you hold yourself in such high accountability that you yeah. had to get this done and that done, you know, yeah. just sort of. Um, shows what a committed uh, play that you were. Um, and uh, one that I forgot to ask about, I've just remembered, the kick after the siren or on the siren for oh, the derby. Yeah. Tell yeah. me that one. Oh, I was at that game. Yeah. Were you at Jono's, uh, uh, Jono's doing the, uh, the the stuff behind it. Did you come with me that game? I'm pretty sure you did come that game. Yeah, tell me about that game. What? It was like, well, we played the whole game. Siren's gone. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can kick this far. Yeah. It was a long way. Like, it was well, good... just tell, tell me the lead-ups, like the last play. Mm. Like, just t- tell me the it's last play. So like, Matty Rosa, he, he fumbled the ball out. Like, you could clearly see it was deliberate. And yeah. he's fumbled and bumbled his way out. And we got the free kick. Anyway, because I'm, I'm running over to tackle him and I was the closest there. So I've took the ball and I'm going. And as I've picked the ball up, the siren's gone. I'm like, shit, this is the long way out. Yeah. And I'll come back, and Quinton Lynch was on the mark, and like he's, he's like he's he's not the prettiest man going around. He was putting me <laughs> off as it was, and he's on the mark. Big glove there, going yeah. <laughs> and but he's actually stood. So if the, if you're in line with the goals, he's actually stood a few meters inside, which allowed me to kind of come around get a, a bit. bit more of an arc. So yeah. it kind of helped me a little bit because I remember that was something after they were going, oh, it should have been playing. It should have been playing, but he, he but around. it's because he actually he actually moved himself around. So yeah. I thought, oh, I'll go with it. He's yeah. standing there. I've come around, got a bit of an arc, and I gave it a, a fair oomph. And, um, yeah, ju- it looked like it was going through, like the whole oh, way. I was up. I was up. I, yeah. was, up. <laughs> I was doing this one already. And then, you were 30 um, metres in with yeah, this one. <laughs> and then the last the last 10 metres, just, it just faded to the right and hit the post. And it, was, it, was, it was actually shattering. Yeah. If we had won that, we potentially could have could have played finals again that year. So, yeah. it was yeah, that was um, – it was, it was a hard watch, but – to be honest, I don't think many other people would have had to kick that far. That's, that's, that's the game. So and the, the point of where it was, that's probably the last point on the whole ground you that you always want to have a shot. Yeah, a shot, a set shot on, wrong. Because he, he should have been – he should, basically should have been on the point of the, the arc and the, where the boundary meets, and he's stepped in three or four metres, so – yeah, like I said, he actually helped me a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I was – I remember that so vividly. I was up and about. I saw it coming through going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And um, you're happily retired now? Yeah, happily yeah. retired. I actually played – I played footy last year for Pinjarra. Did you? Yeah, played oh. played six or seven games, qualified for finally. How'd you go? Yeah, we won the, we won the flag. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Wow. For, first thing, I played two Colts flags for Peel Thunder. Yeah. And that's my first flag since. So it was um, Unreal. a long time between drinks. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I did, but again. And where they're they sticking you on the ground now? You're up forward in just in the square yeah, and no, yeah, I no, 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 I don't move no chasing much. anymore. So <laughs> lead, leading into the finals, I started to lift the ante a bit and started to have a crack and um, did me hammy. <laughs> I did me hammy two, two weeks before final, or a week before finals. So um, I didn't play any final, I just played in the granny and was getting through all right, keep your goal in the first, first quarter. <clears throat> and then second quarter, it she went again. So, yeah. Um, yeah. If I play again this year, that's probably going to be it. Yeah, nice. And are you wearing number one still? Yeah, yeah, still wearing number yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah, still, yeah. it's still was, club footy. It's still the smallest jumper. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you train horses as well. That's like your your full time job now. Not full time. So I, I do I do that in the mornings. That's yeah. my little little. It's more a passion type thing. Something I've grown up with. Something I love doing. Yeah. Um, and 
getting pretty good at it. So wicked. Got a good little team running around. Um, yeah, run us through it. Well, so what, what? What's a day of a horse trainer look like? What well, do you we're up. Do? We're up about four. Um, doing doing and the morning in work. Mandurah as well. Mandurah in Belt Ivis, yeah, Ivis, yeah, or Carnup we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're up at four. We've got twelve in work in the moment, so we're normally done by. You know, the actual work's done by seven thirty, eight o'clock. Mm. Um, and yeah, just day to day. That's uh, this morning. We're down the track. Went to trials, and then. Um, <clears throat> And then the rest of my week's taken up with cattle. We grain feed a lot of cattle. and Really? I trade, buy, buy, buy and sell quite a few cattle through the year as well. So wow. For West Coast Livestock, believe it or not. Wow, <laughs> that's, there you that's go. the company I do some work with. So There you go. It's, um, no, it's, it's something – I'm not someone who can just sit down during the day. Like I've got to be up and about and doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we start early, start at four and – like my days, we're normally done by two, three o'clock. So get to spend a bit of time with the kids in the Arvo, pick them up from school. Yeah, and, wicked. Um, yeah, life's, what are the horses life's that good you've and got? flexible. What have you got, the, the horses that you run around at the moment? Mm. Anyone that uh, – or any horse names that people should be looking yeah, out for? Yeah, well, most people would know Sentimental Queen. She's probably my best my, my best horse at the moment. Yeah. Um, got a good little two-year-old, Flinders Lane. She's, yeah. Um, yeah, she's looking very, very good for the Magic Millions this year. Yeah, wicked. Um, and you're going all over Australia for it as well, or you're mainly staying in yet. WA? Not yeah. yet. That's that a bit the aim. The the pinnacle, I think, is the Cox Plate. Like that's probably the hardest race in Australia to win. Everyone, uh, the Melbourne Cup's probably the most um, known Famous and prestigious. Yeah. So, um, but the Cox Plate is the best horses in the world. Basically, come over for that because yeah. it's um, yeah, it's one of the one of the most iconic races going around and. It's a proper proper punters day that day. Yeah. We go over quite a bit for the Cox Plate because that's a proper that's a proper punters race day. Yeah, wicked. So um, yeah, that'll be that's the. So you want to be ultimate. in the owner's box or the trainer's box? There. Yeah, that's oh, the, definitely. That's the goal. That'd be a, and you know the five million dollar in prize money is not pretty bad good. Either, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously, winning a Group One is like winning a grand final, I suppose. Um, yeah, I've only had one Group Runner. Uh, little Mankind, he was, yeah. he was my first horse. Yes. And, um, Some of the Freo guys were in on yeah, that Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. yeah. A few of the Freo guys are in a couple now, but yeah. he was the first one I bought and he did a huge job. He, he got me my passion for racing back again and, yeah, um, yeah he, he gave me a lot, that little fella. He was a gun. Unreal. And um, so I guess like it, leading up to obviously the ultimate goal to get to the Cox Plate mm-hmm. and like a big race like that, what's the kind of stepping stones that you do for that? How's oh, it kind you, of work? you gotta ha- you got to have a good crew behind, like, a lot of support. Through your owners, yeah. uh, I've got some fantastic owners who back me in, and um, and yeah, just just agree with everything I everything I say, and and they've had we've had quite a bit of success for such a small stay. We've had quite a lot of success um, in a short amount of time, so um, if we can sustain that and keep everyone happy, and everyone's happy with what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun, but. It's a bit of a pipe dream. Cox Plate's a bit of a pipe dream. Yes. You know, everyone dreams about getting there, but very few actually get of there. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, that'd well, that's be... Like, that, that's the big league. Like that's you the said, ulti- that's the... Yeah. That's, that's the, the um, ultimate. The but granny. in WA, you've got three group ones that um, everyone aims for. Um, the the railway stakes, that's the that's you know the, probably the, the highest in WA. So, yeah, winning one of those would be a, a, good, a good starting point to eventually propel you over to Melbourne. Yeah, and then what does, like, a horse workout <laughs> look like? I know it's probably different for the horse and the distances and all that sort of stuff as it would be for, you know, training a, a someone in the gym here. But yeah. um, how, do, how do you train a horse? Like, so what's it's, the... it's, it's not too dissimilar to what they used to do to us in a preseason. Yeah. So you get them... Flog the shit out of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, give them, you give them a holiday, like you give them a good spell out in the paddy, you bring them back and it's just getting kilometres into their legs, just yeah. building them up, trimming them up. You can't do skin folds on them, but that's yeah. what you look for. You like to see a little bit of rib, see some definition in them. 
and then you gradually build up that pace. So you yeah. drop the distance back and then build up the pace a little bit um, and eventually get them to a trial, like a pre-season game, and then they're ready for a race day. So there you go. It is, it is it's probably short, a shorter pre-season. And they don't talk back too. How good is that? They don't talk back, <laughs> but they bite and kick and that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure sitting down and having a chat with you. Um, and like I said, was uh, some of the most iconic football memories that I've got is watching you play and uh, it's been uh, pretty cool uh, having a chat to you. So uh, thank you very much. No uh, good luck with uh, all the horse racing. And, yeah, can't wait to see you up there on the uh, the Cox Plate. How good. I hope so. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, mate. And that wraps up another episode of Potty Magic. That was bloody awesome. I'm literally – that was really cool. It was a really cool episode for me to do. So I can't wait to, to bring you another episode next week. Stay tuned for uh, who's going to be on that one. Uh, and, again, please remember to like, subscribe, uh, share, and also rate the podcast to five stars. I really, really – a big goal of mine for this year is to uh, get this podcast cranking just that little bit more, get it up in the charts, get great guests on, uh, and uh, hopefully, um, yeah, continue to, to, to bring it to you every single week. But uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that, it would go a long way. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Cannot wait to have you in uh, next time. And uh, yeah, bloody love your work. Chat to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.